Uh, I'm blessed to be the college pastor here, and this is my awesome intern, Naomi. And uh, we're just going to kick off tonight with a couple announcements. Um, first of all, if this is your first time, if you would text ALIVE to 68398, that just gets you connected with our texting service. We send about a text out once a week uh, to let you guys know what's going on. Uh, next, we have small groups rolling. Uh, every Wednesday, we have upperclassmen, women and dudes, small groups. Uh, and Thursdays, we have freshmen, specifically for guys and girls. And then Friday night, we have a co-ed kind of hangout worship night at Abby Ann's apartment. Um, so if you guys are interested, there is info in the back. Also, if you get our newsletter, you can click on the small group website and uh, to get all the info that you need. Um, so the next thing we're going to talk about is Alpha. Alpha is actually a church held at the Vineyard, um, which is the church we're connected with. And it's a great way to learn a little bit more about Jesus, get any questions you have answered. Um, and Ryan's actually speaking at Alpha this week if you guys wanted to go and check it out. Um, we also have one of our student leaders, Kundai, leading a special section of Alpha for college students. Kundai is waving his hand. Um, if you guys have any extra questions about that, you can talk to him. Awesome. We got fall retreat coming up. Anyone excited about fall retreat? Yeah. Uh, we got fall retreat coming up October 14th to the 16th. Man, this is an awesome time to really go away and be a family. We have zip line there, paintball. It's an hour away in Decatur. The price for this is $50. That covers your food. It covers the, the stay and everything. We're going to be leaving Friday night around 6 and coming back Sunday around 1. Um, we would love for you to check us out. Um, you can actually pay tonight in the back by the chalkboard um, if you want, or also, again, by clicking on the picture in the newsletter. Super pumped for this and hope you can join us. Um, so something really exciting that's coming up in January is Passion. Um, we went last year with a bunch of a live crew, and it was awesome. It's happening again this year, um, January 2nd through 4th. Ticket prices go up at the end of September. Um, so if you want to get your ticket, now's a great time for $149. Um, we also reserved a block of hotels. Um, and if you're interested with staying with us, you can just talk to Ryan about reserving a hotel room. And that is also in your newsletter. If you get the newsletter, uh, click on that, and you'll get hooked up with the info. Lastly, check us out on Facebook and Instagram, Vineyard Alive. And we'd love for you to come check out our home church every Sunday. A bunch of us go at 11. We sit up the front. And uh, we're blessed that we're not just a ministry that meets here on campus, but we're a ministry that does stuff Saturday night and Sunday mornings. So... And if you want to buy a shirt, shirts are available in the back still. Cool. Well, we're gonna, I'm going to pray us in if the worship band wants to come up. Uh, Father, I thank you, God. <laughs> I thank you, Father, that you are here. Would you guys just stand with me, actually? If you feel comfortable, would you actually just hold out your hands like you're going to receive a gift? Because Jesus promises that when we ask for the Holy Spirit, he comes. And even though he's here, we don't need to ask for him. We're a ministry that some of the leaders like to joke around and say, we got the sprinkles. <laughs> because we're a ministry that's known for being Holy Spirit led. And without the Holy Spirit, this is all meaningless. So Papa, I just even get on my knees. And I just pray that this ministry would be a family that's united. That this ministry would be a revival that happens in our hearts and throughout this campus. That we will be a ministry that is led by your Holy Spirit. That 
that we are unashamed and we are filled with your grace. I just feel like the Lord wants to invite each of us just to ask him, what do you need in your life right now? Maybe it's hope. Maybe it's peace. Maybe it's laughter or joy or a friend. Would you just take a moment and ask him to be what you need?
that's a scripture, Romans 8, 28. And, you know, I just know in my life, sometimes I don't believe that. I feel like he makes some things work together for my good and some things not so good. But I actually want us to try something to see how weird it feels. I want us to sing, you make some things work together for my good. Let's sing that together. You make some things work together for my good. One more time. You make some things work together. Doesn't that just feel wrong? Isn't there something wrong about saying that? It's because it's not the truth. Because he makes all things, right? All things work together, right? So Jesus, we declare this promise, even if it doesn't feel like it, even if it doesn't seem like it, let's declare it. And you made all things work together for my good. We declare, you made all things work together for my good. Jesus, you made all things work together for my good. You made all things work together for my
are worthy, <laughs> that your name is higher than any other name that's ever been spoken, written, or named in the history of our existence. risks that is unashamed and as the, wor the worship band is just going to play but I'm going to actually ask them not to sing and will you just sing out whether that's you speaking to him you yelling to him to, who is Jesus to you we just tell him that he's worthy we just tell him that he's worthy and, and just thank him for what he does in our lives because you know it's a joy of the Lord that's our strength and when we thank him we become joyful it, it, like literally we can't thank him without becoming joyful so will you just thank him? If you don't know what to thank him for, thank him for the clothes that you're wearing, the shoes that you're wearing, your family, your friends. God, just thank you, Jesus. Thank just take you. a risk. Be bold.
praise him, when we lift his name up, that's what changes atmospheres. We focus on you, Jesus. You're the one. You're the one that redeems. You're the one that frees. You're the one that loves unconditionally. sister and friend Claire and uh, she was just praying for the service tonight. You can keep those lights off for a second please. And uh, she's just going to share a quick word that she shared in our leader meeting that I thought was so powerful. There's times I wake up and, and there was actually a word someone came up to me and said uh, that they were praying for this service and they feel like someone struggles with night terrors, and, and which another word for nightmares. And I'm like, shoot, is that for me? But um, man, like there's times that I'm scared or I'm nervous and I just whisper over and over the name of Jesus. I just say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Even as I say it now, I have chills because there's still power in his name, guys. There's still power in the name of Jesus, and there's no other name like his name. And so whatever you're going through right now or in life, I encourage you, just say his name, whisper his name, scream his name, because there's power in his name, because there's power in his life. And his life and his love is alive in each and every one of us. So God, we thank you. That there is power in your name, Jesus. It's like in the Hillsong movie we saw this weekend. If, if this isn't about you, for you, and with you, it's absolutely meaningless. And I thank you for bringing me and all of us back to your heart. So Holy Spirit, as Kate comes up and shares, we just pray that you can do, that you will do what only you can do with her and through her. I thank you that you have chosen her to partner with her tonight. That it's not just your words and not just her words, but it's both of your words. So have your way, God, and do what only you can do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys give the round of applause to the worship band, please. Man.
Well, if you guys don't know, this is the one and only Kate Irwin. And uh, yeah, you guys can clap for her. Yeah. <laughs> and man, I'm just so blessed by her. She became a coach last year, uh, second semester, and really just has blessed this family and this ministry so much. She She's over all the small gr- groups. She's literally meeting with probably half, she's probably already met with half of you women out there. I feel like every time I say, oh, what are you doing? She's like, I'm meeting with this person this morning and this person that night. And she's just always mean with girls because her heart for women, uh, for just discipling women, is just, it just bleeds out of her. And uh, as we were praying about, you know, the different speakers for this semester, this, she, we wanted her to speak on identity again because she lives and breathes this concept of identity. And speaking and empowering not only women, she's done it for me, for anyone that really she comes in contact with. She speaks identity and destiny into them. So I'm going to call up my brother David, and um, we're just going to bless Kate. If you mind, just reaching out your hand, and we're just going to pray for her. Yeah, Father, thank you so much. (laughs) First and foremost for who you are, God. Thank you for your love, your life, and your reality. And thank you for just uh, the grace and the beauty that you've placed in your daughter. Thank you for speaking to her such a powerful message and such a powerful, uh, just a part of her journey in you and your journey in her. So speak to us and bless her. Bless this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello? All right. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Okay. All right. So thank you, Rye and David, um, for kind of introing me. I am just so excited to speak to you guys, and uh, worship was just powerful, and I just love that it was just intimate, and that's kind of what tonight's going to be. I'm going to kind of share a little bit of my journey with um, identity, and yeah, kind of tell a little bit of my story. So to kind of start off, I'm going to share a little bit about me and kind of my involvement with Alive. And so to start off, my uh, lovely Leah made this for the leaders um, at the end of last year, and this was mine. So this is a little bit of my identity in Christ and some words that Leah spoke over me, which is just a beautiful gift that she has. So these are some things that kind of describe me, and um, I've definitely been in a season of definitely singing on the battlefield. We both have, and so it's been just um, an honor to do that. So Um, Like Ryan said, um, I'm a coach with the the Alive Ministry, and I just love being able to just connect with you guys. And the reason I really felt called to the college ministry is I just love seeing the hunger, you know, the hunger and the thirst you guys have for Jesus. And just that it's just a season where you guys have that time where you can really just connect and really know who Jesus is. And so that's kind of what called me to um, Alive. And um, a little bit um, more about me. So my day job is I'm a therapist. And so I got my master's here at U of I in social work. And so I spend my day um, just kind of loving on people that are going through storms or trials or whatever, you know, is going on in their lives. And I love to just be able to sit and um, really connect them to um, the love of Jesus. And so it's just been a gift to be able to do that with my job. So, um, and then my involvement with Alive is I'm over small groups, which I'm so excited about the small groups that we've launched 
this semester, and um, it's just um, my heart for small groups really just comes out of it. In small groups, we really get to know each other. Here, it's great because we're in community and we're able to, you know, really have unity. But um, small groups is where we really get to fellowship and connect and really know each other's stories. Um, just last week, Mariah shared her testimony for the first time, and it was just beautiful for her to just be vulnerable and honest, which has even helped me today to share my story. And so small groups a lot of times can help to encourage us to really step out in whatever area that is. So that's something I'm really um, excited and passionate about. And then I'm also over discipleship. So I love just seeing how um, you guys connect with Jesus. However you guys encounter Jesus, I love to just come alongside you and just kind of pour into you. And um, so yeah, so definitely come find me if you're interested in a small group or if you are um, yeah, interested in discipleship. I would love to hear what Jesus is doing in your life. So that's a little bit um, about me. Um, so um, Ryan, like he said, really wanted me to kind of um, talk about identity, kind of identity part two. And the reason um, we wanted to start with this for this, um, you know, the first month of Alive is just to really come back to the heartbeat of Alive. That's why I thought worship was just so powerful already because it's just this like, this is our heartbeat. We are just hungry for Jesus and um, just praising him no matter the circumstances. And so um, we really wanted to kind of go back to kind of who we are and um, then we're going to go into purpose and destiny and then we're going to um, do a series on families which I'm really excited about um, so actually I'm kind of speaking on identity and um, who we are um, with Alive um, just last Sunday we um, went over kind of what are the big values of Alive and so we kind of all um, yeah on the whiteboard that is my coffee because I um, was reviewing that this morning because we meet in my house which is amazing and so this is kind of the heartbeat of Alive so this is what we pray this is what we want to be flowing out of us this is what we want to be loving you guys showing you guys be part of our messages every part of Alive we want to really show this and this is really what um, yeah God has just been really um, speaking to our hearts so um, the um, values of alive is revival so we really want to awaken hearts to um, their our identity in Christ and our destiny in Christ and so that's something that's really um, which I'm mainly going to share on that one but um, there's also the Holy Spirit and so we are just passionate about um, loving the Holy Spirit getting to know the Holy Spirit um, and just, um, yeah, partnering with the Holy Spirit, which is also what um, Sunday at the Vineyard is speaking on. So I'd love to see you guys all there on Hello Holy Spirit. It's really, really powerful. And then unity. And so we are talking about um, unity and um, the Spirit, but also with each other. And that's what I love about worship and I love about Tuesdays is we can just partner together and um, really have that unity that we're in one body. Um, and then the other value is family and being real and really getting to know each other is um, a big value that we like to really show. And so um, that's something from kind of the beginning to the end. We love to be family. And family, which we'll talk a lot about um, later um, this semester, is just how to be family and how to be family in the kingdom. And so that's one of the other ones. And then the last one is unashamed. And so we are unashamed, especially on campus, on who we are and that we love Jesus and Jesus 
Jesus is king. And so that's something that we're really passionate about really showing. So these are kind of the values, and I love that the leaders, we all came together and just kind of prayed over these. And so these are things that we're really going to be declaring and speaking out, um, yeah, for any aspect of Alive. So that's a little bit of kind of who Alive is um, with that. All right. So, um, like I said today, I'm going to be identity part two. And this has just been, I've been on a journey on really um, who I am in Christ. And as I was really praying about this message, I was like, God, this is such a big topic. Like, what do you want me to share to the students? What are you really, um, because there's so many different aspects of identity. So I'm going to kind of walk through a little bit of some basics with identity and then kind of go into my story. So even when I was thinking about it, identity is even one of those buzzwords. Like, what is identity? Like, what is that even definition of identity? So I actually looked that up, which is on the screen. And um, identity is a um, condition or character as to who a person is. And so, um, like Rye really covered last week, was um, really talking about um, who you are. And so often, we, the world tell, you know, tells us who we are, or our family tells us who we are, or social media, or um, a career. Um, there's so many different things that tell us who we are. And I know, especially as a student, and when I was a student, I was still on that journey of who I am and a journey of what do I want to be known for? What do I want to be defined as? And so um, kind of looking at um, the, um, what God is really saying. So what God really speaks about identity and who we are. And um, the big thing that I really want to kind of share about identity is that um, God created you to be a beloved son or daughter who has found a home in his his embrace. So God created you to be a beloved son or daughter who has found a home in his embrace. And so why that has hit so home for me is um, I remember I was just kind of spending some alone time with Jesus and I just kept on hearing the word beloved, you know, beloved, beloved, beloved. And I was like, I got it, I got it, beloved. I was like, what are you trying to say? And God was saying, okay, now break that word up. Like, break that word up, and what does that mean? And I was like, be loved. And he's like, yes, that is your identity. It's not you doing anything. It's you surrendering and just receiving my love. So be loved. Be loved, my daughter. And it just, I was like, ah, I get it now. You know, and I just remember just falling on my knees and just, you know, crying out to God and just saying, I surrender and that um, we were created to just be loved by our Father, to be loved by our God. And so I just think that is just really, really neat. And so God has just been kind of taking me on this journey to really find out what does it mean to be loved? How do I carry that out? How do we walk that out as students in our daily lives? You know, we can believe this in our head, but how do we believe this in our heart? And what does that really look like? Um, so, kind of, um, the, God was reminding me of this again, actually, in Joshua group. And so, Ryan, last semester, kind of um, introduced me to um, kind of co-leading the Joshua group with him, which was for up-and-coming leaders. And it was just an incredible small group where... Um, 
uh, the, yeah, the students were just so hungry for Jesus. There were so many moments where you could just see the Holy Spirit just encountering us and just could just see that um, students were just finding out who they were. They were finding out and just declaring it and walking it out. It was just such a beautiful small group and it's just so neat to now see um, so many people from that group leading and where they are now. And so um, the big thing in the group was really going through this book called um, Spiritual Slavery to um, Spiritual Sonship by Jack Frost, which I highly recommend if you are um, kind of um, wondering about your identity or wanting to grow deeper in your identity, I definitely recommend this book. And um, so it really talked about being a son and daughter and how to live that out and what does that even mean. And so I remember having that encounter with God about being loved and just receiving and just surrendering and then with kind of leading with Ryan I was able to grow, you know grow even deeper in community with this truth so um, the one um, quote I really want to read from this really summarizes what does it mean to really be a son so um, sonship is a heart that feels at rest and secure in God's love it believes it belongs it is free from shame it walks in honor towards all people and is willing to humble itself before man and God. It is subject to God's mission to experience his love and give it away. And I just remember reading that and talking about in that small group, and I could just feel my heart just rest. And I was just like, ah, oh, it's just like coming home, you know? It's like coming home after a long day or, you know, whatever home is for you. It's just like coming home and just knowing it's just resting with the Father. That is what it means to be loved. That's what it means to be a son and a daughter of God is to just be at rest in his embrace and then being able to give that away. And so I just love that God was just reminding me again of that truth. And that is um, what it means to be um, a son and daughter. So um, for me, um, kind of stepping deeper into identity and what it means to be loved, it's so easy, like I said before, to kind of have that head knowledge. And then it's like, how do I get this to my heart? And so for me, um, how I've really gotten my identity and who I am and just knowing that I'm a daughter, um, no matter the circumstances, has really been to read his love letter, you know, to read his love story, which is the word. And so for me, it is spending time with him, encountering him. That can be, you know, I'm just sitting, meditating on a verse. It could be praying the Psalms. It could be, you know, I'm discussing chapters with someone else, or it could be worship. But for me, it has been, all right, I want to hear from you about your love story. I want to hear from you, God, about um, what this means to be a son or, um, or daughter of God. And like, so for me, I really recommend just like spending time with him, getting into the word, getting into small groups where you can just grow deeper in who you are and that you are just beloved son and daughter. So for me, I'm going to kind of walk through what God really told me. It was actually, I was praying about, all right, God, what verses are you really wanting me to kind of speak? And so uh, I was kind of praying about it, and I was really thinking it was going to be something in the New Testament, but God really spoke to me in the Old Testament, in Hosea, and that's kind of also part of my story. And so I'm not sure if you guys know about Hosea. It's in the Old Testament, and he is a prophet, 
And um, so the story is actually considered considered the prophet of love, but not kind of love like we would think in this world, but kind of what does the love of God really look like? And so um, Hosea actually means um, salvation. And so Hosea was really, um, the book is really kind of symbolizing just kind of Hosea being that messenger of hope and also revealing who Jesus is and kind of, you know, revealing truths about who Jesus is and for him coming. So, um, so kind of talking about Hosea, like um, the picture says, is it's um, being pursued by God. So the story of Hosea, um, really, I'm just going to kind of just in story format tell a little bit about it. And so um, Hosea is actually, like I said, a prophet. And so he heard from God in real life to say, okay, Hosea, I want you, I'm commanding you to marry a prostitute which is pretty, I was like, whoa, I remember the first time I read that, and I was like, I can't even imagine God telling me something like that. And so God was like, no, I want you to marry a prostitute. I want you to have kids with this woman, and um, this is going to show um, kind of the um, Israel and also kind of the world that I'm never going to stop pursuing you, and I love you. Um, even in the darkest places, even in kind of the worst circumstances, I'm never going to stop loving you. And so um, Hosea marries this woman, Gomar, and um, Gomar um, then went back into prostitution. And so um, she was um, even went back to the darkness, to the lies, to um, where who she was before. And he went and found her. And God was like, no, go and find her. And um, so he went, he went into kind of um, where she was being sold and bought her, which is just powerful. And he was like, no, I love you, and I'm never going to stop pursuing you. And so it's just a really powerful picture of how God never stops pursuing us. And so um, kind of some of the verses I kind of highlighted on here and what I love about Hosea is it's just a love story it's God loving us it's showing that God's never giving up on us and that um, all we have to do like I said is to be loved and to receive that love and that's who we are and that no matter what circumstances you're going through no matter if you are been in darkness or fears or struggles like God's going to keep on pursuing you with his love and it's just steady it's just steady love and that's why I love of this story because it just shows the love story and that each of us are at the center of his love story. Um, and so um, some of the verses that I um, was going to kind of highlight, um, I definitely recommend reading this story um, in the Old Testament and kind of looking at it through the lens of Jesus pursuing you and Jesus just loving you no matter what's going on. And so um, I'm not going to read all of them, but this is kind of the one that I just said. So he, like I said, um, that um, he married a prostitute and had children with, um, with Gomar and that it was really showing, like, come back to me. Come back to me. Turn back to me. I love you. And it's just such a, yeah, a powerful um, picture. So, um, and then this verse says, I will plant her for myself in the land. I will show my love to the one I called not my loved one. I will say to those called not my people, you are my people. And they will say, you are my God. And so like sometimes we can 
um, feel like we're unlovable. We can feel like we are dark. We can feel like there are lies. And then, um, but God's, you know, what God speaks here is like, no, I love you no matter what. I will never stop pursuing you. And so it's just um, really powerful. You can skip that one. Um, and so this one's one of my favorites. I'm kind of getting into the message because I feel like it's kind of um, a nice, kind of um, easy read. So um, this one, I might just read on this um, piece of paper. Okay. So this one says, um, come on, let, um, let's um, go back to God. He heard us, but he'll heal us. In a couple of days, we'll feel better. By the third day, we'll have made brand new, alive and on our feet, fit to face him. We're ready to study God eager for God's knowledge, and as sure as dawn breaks, so sure in his daily arrival, he comes as rain comes, as spring rain refreshing the ground, which is just, I love, I love that image. Um, so kind of, um, so Hosea, for me, deeply um, touched my heart because it was kind of part of my story. And um, I remember even um, people were praying for me right before this. And I wasn't um, afraid to come and speak, but I said that there was some um, nervousness and fears with being open and vulnerable and sharing some parts of my story. And so um, God really wanted me to kind of tell you guys a story about how I really discovered who I am in Christ and how God really showed me that I am um, his beloved um, daughter and how I've kind of been walking that out and just how it's been a journey. It's not something that um, has been in like one instance, like my whole heart just knew I'm a daughter and I just walked it out in a straight line. It's definitely been an adventure for sure. So I'm gonna kind of share with you guys a little bit of how, um, yeah, I really um, learned this and God showed it to me. So um, last semester, I kind of talked a little bit about this but um, in high school, um, I really struggled with um, a lot of lies, a lot of um, just um, darkness. Um, I struggled with depression. I struggled with um, anxiety. Um, I struggled with an eating disorder. I struggled with bulimia. I just um, had um, just the enemy just completely completely took away my identity. I had no idea who I was. I was just nothing. I was empty, and I was just so confused and angry. Um, I had given my life to Jesus when I was 12, and I was excited, and I was kind of promised this, like, um, amazing life, you know, that when Jesus, you know, says that he'll give us life. And then there was just so many storms in my family, and the enemy just filled my mind with lies that it was just like, I was like, this is not what I signed up for. This is not what I wanted. This is not at all um, what I had thought. And so I remember just crying out to God in darkness and saying, you know, I didn't know who I was. I was just um, kind of just felt like a child of darkness, a child of the dark. Um, and speaking of night terrors, I really struggled at night with sleeping and dreams and just um, pain. I just felt so much pain and just trying to numb the pain and um, just was really, really hurting. And um, through all of that, my um, father, um, uh, which there is an awesome photo of him, he is actually a professor here in um, Ag Econ. Um, and um, he has, he's just such a man of faith. 
And so he um, just uh, had such a steady love for me. And so I was able to um, encounter um, my heavenly father because of my earthly father. And if you ever need prayer or if you ever need to talk to a man of faith, go find him. He's in the ACE building. He would love to pray with you. He prays at any time. I call him. Yeah, he just loves to pray. Um, and so my dad just was just this man that just kept on loving me and I just was filled with darkness and I remember that um, I you know would come and talk with him and he would just keep on loving me he would just keep on loving me he kept on saying like no this isn't who you are you know like you are loved you are you know you have a home with us and you have a home with Jesus but I remember I just was in such a fog and just so confused like I couldn't see it like I couldn't encounter even my dad like my earthly father's love I just could not even feel it um, and actually um, got so dark that um, I attempted suicide actually, which is something I've never actually shared, but God wanted me to share that. But it got so dark that the lies consumed me so much that um, I felt like I had no purpose. I felt like I had no, um, I didn't know who I was. I must be a child of dark. And so the only way for the pain to stop is to end my life. And so I remember just being in my darkest place. Um, I actually was at the pavilion in Champaign because I grew up in Muhammad. And so I remember being at the pavilion as a freshman and high school and just saying, this is my life. I just want to be in a hospital for the rest of my life. This is as good as it gets. I was like, and I was just consumed with darkness. And I remember my dad came and visited me and um, my mom, and they gave me a Bible and they said, you know, just say Jesus name, like Ryan said earlier, and the darkness will flee. The darkness will flee. And I'm just reminding me again, you are a child of light. You are a child of light and you are loved. You are not darkness. And I remember just in that despair, I felt like God had left me. I felt like God had left me, and I also felt like I was not anything. I had no worth, I had no future, and I just felt so alone. And um, I remember um, coming home from um, the pavilion, and just my dad just kept that was the steady love. There's this steady love, and I just remember yelling and screaming, and he just kept on having this steady love. And even like halfway through high school, I would, you know, put on this mask at school, and everyone would think I was fine. But then at home, I'd be real with my dad, and I'm just saying, I am nothing. I have, I'm no one. Like, I'm going nowhere. And my dad would just keep on, every morning we'd have breakfast, and he would just speak, and he would just say, like, no, you're my daughter, and you are loved. You are loved. And I remember that um, after I had attempted suicide, I was just done with God. I was like, I don't want anything to do with you. I was like, I'm not praying to you. I'm not reading the word. I'm not talking to you. I'm not attending church. Like, I am done. Like, just leave me alone. I remember I do not want any part of you. And I remember my dad just kept on loving me through that. Um, I even like looked into, you know, different religions and I was like, I'm done with this. I'm going to try like new age and I was going to try like, um, yeah, so I was trying to get into um, different things. My dad just like loved me through all of that. And he was like, no, you are loved. You are my daughter. And I remember um, just there was this one moment where um, I was um, actually at the library 
Um, and I got a book, and I remember I was talking to um, the librarian. I was just like, hey, I just want, I'm you know, thinking of getting into social work and um, kind of wanting to, um, yeah, I was getting into social work and wanting to just have a book kind of on, um, you know, kind of social justice issue. And so um, the librarian was like, oh, there's this great book. It's a fiction book. You're going to love it. I was like, awesome. And so the book was called Redeeming Love by Francis um, Rivers, which I actually have a copy of it. And so I remember reading it, and it was the first time in all of high school. So remember, I had the lies. I had the darkness. I didn't know who I was. And it was the first time in all of high school um, I felt like my heart was um, coming alive. I felt like all the sudden, all the chains and um, the darkness, there were just, um, there was love, there was light. Just reading this book just engaged me. And I remember just coming home and telling my dad about this book. And I read the whole book and it was just this powerful story of um, this um, woman that had been kind of caught in um, kind of um, prostitution and the freedom that she encountered. So I remember coming home and telling my dad about it. And my dad was like, that sounds like a modern day story of Hosea. And I was like, no way. And I was just so angry at God. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And so um, the book is, it is a fictional story that is beautiful. I highly recommend it. It's an amazing book. And it talks about, um, yeah, it's just a kind of a modern day um, story about Hosea and um, his wife, um, Angel. And um, so I remember I was so angry that like God pursued me even when I gave up on him completely. In every possible way, I was like, I am done with you, God. But God kept on pursuing me and kept on loving me and just showing that even through this book. And so I remember just talking to my dad about it. And I remember just like sitting with him and he was telling me um, and that he like just held on to me and he just told me, he was like, my, he was like, Kate, you can let go of God. You can make the choice um, to be a daughter and to choose him, but God can never let go of you. God can never stop pursuing you. And I remember that was the first time I encountered God's love. And that's when I knew, because I saw my dad and I saw the faith in his eyes. And I was just like, I believe in this. I believe in this for the first time. And so that's when I stepped out and I said, yes, I am choosing Christ. I'm choosing to be a beloved daughter. And then um, that was um, when I was a senior in high school. And ever since then, I've been walking out this identity journey. I've been walking out saying, yes, I'm choosing every day to be um, his daughter. I'm choosing every day to have my identity in him. And there's definitely been highs and lows in that journey, but it was just so beautiful that God used this book, you know, that shows Hosea, that shows that um, God never stops pursuing us and use my father. And so like so often God will speak to you guys and, you know, just keeping your eyes open that Jesus is pursuing you. Jesus is after you and just that um, Jesus is not ever going to stop pursuing you and just that you're, um, yeah, just that God um, chose you to be um, in his greatest love story. And that's what I remember my dad telling me. He was like, Kate, God chose you. Jesus died for you to be his greatest love story. Like he loves you, that's not changing. 
and um, just that he, yeah, loves you. And I remember that for the next year, the lies stopped, the fears stopped, um, no longer anxiety, depression, eating disorders, suicidal thoughts, all of that was gone, but it took time. It wasn't like overnight, but there was, um, yeah, there was freedom, and there's freedom in Christ. There is freedom when we step out into who we are. And there is freedom in that. And so, um, yeah, I really just feel like God wants you guys to hear that. God wants you guys to just hear that um, my story is no different from your story. And that whatever is the fear, whatever is the darkness, whatever is the lie that you can choose today, the simple gospel, the simple truth that um, you can choose that um, Jesus is Lord and also that you are a daughter and a son. And it's just a choice every day to like walk that out. And what does that look like to really walk that out as your identity? And so, yeah, that's kind of a part of my story. And um, so uh, a little bit, yeah, that's kind of um, mainly the part of the story I wanted to share with you guys. And just knowing that the journey takes time and it's um, not, um, yeah, overnight, but just that it is a choice. And it's a choice that each of you guys can make tonight and um, really choosing what to put your identity in, what to put your focus in. And so, um, yeah, if worship team wants to come on up, they can, um, just kind of as I wrap up. And so I really was just thinking of with tonight, just that um, with ministry time and with worship, just for you guys to even just sit with Jesus and just encounter him and just have Jesus whisper to you on who you are, whisper to you that um, and just encountering him to speak to your heart, to speak on where you're at and how to walk further in your identity, how to walk further in who you are in Christ. And um, yeah, so that's kind of what I have. And thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought I... Thank you, Kate. Oh, that was awesome. awesome. Glad, Ben. Thanks. Well, guys, I think Kate hit the nail right in the head. Um, man, there's, there's so many times in my life that I've just forgotten who I am. And I've forgotten who I am because I forgot who, I father, who our father is. And uh, we're going to have some ministry time in the back. And there's going to be some leaders back there that would just love to pray for you. So if leaders, you want to go back, that'd be awesome. Um, but also, like Kate said, if there's something in you that you just need to be reminded of who God is. You probably know this song, you've heard it before, it's called Good, Good Father. But I just pray as the worship band sings this song, whether it's you sitting in your seat or having the courage to come talk to someone you probably don't even know and let them pray for you. I just pray right now, God, that you remind us and you even remind me who you are, that you are good, that you are loving and you love us because you love us because you love us. And God, I do pray that we come back to the simple gospel, that we would stop, uh, stop confusing it and trying to figure everything out, that we would stop even trying to figure you out, that we would just be encountered and experienced by your love and your presence. So bring us back to the simple gospel. The simple gospel is Jesus. 
thanks for being good.
things we really believe here at Alive is that the Father really speaks to us. Like that song says, He's a good Father, and we're loved by Him. And I really felt in my spirit as we were singing that song that there's someone in here that's really struggling to believe that they are loved. You know, Kate talked about our identity is a simple gospel, and that is that we are loved. And so if that's you tonight, I really encourage you. There's some awesome people back there that want to pray for you. And I know it might seem intimidating or a little bit scary, but the Father's love is the best thing that you could ever have in your heart. It's bigger and it's greater than anything, any lie, any deception that the enemies try to throw at you. So let's stand as we sing this next song.
on your heart and just say, I am loved. Say it out loud. I'm loved by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Just keep your hand there for a second. I'm just going to pray that over us. Um, yeah, Jesus. Lord, we just ask that we would just receive your love every day, God. Um, that we wouldn't just come here and experience your love, Father, but that that reality of your love would just invade every area of our lives, Jesus. Every day, every second of the day, God, to live from a place, to truly live from a place where we feel your love all the time, every single day, God. It's what we want and it's what we were created for, God. So we declare that today. And God, we know that you're you know not just like see each other on Tuesdays but it's really where we become family like we always talk about so you can find out more about fall retreat in the back we've got a nice chalkboard that says fall retreat sign up and so you can sign up today um, registrations open um, come and talk to one of us if you want to hear more about it but bless you guys thanks for